For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And that goes on and on. Contrary to popular thought, that is not just a song by the birds. That comes from Ecclesiastes 3. Mm. whole point is there are seasons and rhythms and changes that happen in life, and mm-hmm. there's a time for everything, it would seem. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we have a hard time <laughs> seeing <laughs> what time, time. <laughs> we are in, right? We have a right. hard time identifying the seasons that we, in, that we are in, and it, it makes it hard to deal with whatever's happening yeah, in that season, yeah. right? Oftentimes, I think we put expectations on the wrong seasons. You know, we try to live in a season that we're just not in, and then we're mm. frustrated with why are we not thriving or why are we arguing mm. all the time? Shouldn't we be happier? Why am I, you know, not feeling in love with you or whatever the thing yeah. is, you know? Yeah, and I think all of that can be calibrated against our ultimate purpose, which of course is to know God even more. And mm-hmm. so when we see ourselves in light of all that he is and all that he's done on the cross in Christ, it can help us in yeah. whatever season we're going through. But first we have to recognize recognize there are seasons. I feel like you just want to rap. You're like, <laughs> we in and recognize. All right. All right. <laughs> all right whatever. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Shove me over to the other side. (laughs) Do what I want. I will not be shoved. (laughs) I will not be mocked. You better recognize. (laughs) (laughs) Recognize. You can't say one thing wrong. I All totally right. would have been a rapper in another life. I had rap songs that I really Lake liked. Lake Hood? Yeah. She's like from a town Vanilla called Lake Ice. Hood? Yeah. They're known for being <laughs> a little bit hoodish. <laughs> Lakewood is what it's called. You're funny. Um, yeah, yeah. So I actually read <laughs> I read uh, a, a quote um, from J.I. Packer. I'm going to try to look it up really quickly, but it kind of it alludes to what I said uh, on the on the other side. It, said, it says this... Um, Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. Once you become aware that the main business that you are here for is to know God, most of life's problems fall into place of their own accord. Mm. Right? How relieving is that? Yeah. Right? The main business that I am here to do is to know God. Mm. I'm not here to leave a legacy. Right. I'm not here to make a name for myself. I'm not here to have the perfect marriage or the perfect family or the perfect experience in this life. My soul ultimate purpose, okay, we'll say soul, soul ultimate purpose, mm-hmm. is to know God. Right, right. That's our context, and that's what gives us uh, reasons for seasons. Reasons for seasons. <laughs> well, and it helps frame our response to those seasons, right? If we're here to know God, yeah, and we're in a hard season, and he says we can still have peace, how? Why? Because... Mm. That's good. We're in. We are in Him, right? And it's it, it, it's easy to say pat answers, we're right? Here and to so, know him. Well, yeah, and say, oh, because Jesus, because you're, I know you're answer. not. I know that you're not trying to say that, but I'm trying to say that we are like here it. to not gloss over that question, yes, and to definitely go deeper into those Thank things. You. Okay, so we have a, a fun question I want to answer first. Somebody wrote in. <laughs> 
a super kind listener. <laughs> and you're just tickled. You're just I'm tickled. Just tickled. About this, I'm just you? tickled. She <laughs> says, first, I love the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> no, seriously, it's really encouraging. <laughs> she said, thank you so much for your transparency and honesty and ability to dig deep and get to the heart of the topics being covered. We're so glad that comes across. I think that's you. Well, I don't feel very clear on things sometimes. <laughs> you're clearer than you give yourself credit for. That's the Lord. Uh, and then she said, okay, now for my slightly silly but also very serious question. <laughs> I agree. It's silly and very serious okay? it's because I know that like, she can't be the only one wondering. She said, would you please share your favorite bread recipes? <laughs> okay. If you've been listening to the podcast for a little while. she Ryan's it, super into making bread. Yes, right. She finished it. Like my husband and I have bread. also recently gotten into making and testing homemade bread and would love to know your favorites. Okay, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds <laughs> from the mouth of God. I get that, all right? We're here to talk about Jesus. But if you don't like talking about bread, just fast forward like 30 seconds. Just hit your little 15-second button like yeah. twice. So thank you for asking that question because bread has become life around here. Yes, we don't more have ways a, than one. So when Louisa was born three months ago, three and a half months ago, we hunkered down. It was right around Thanksgiving, and I took took like four to six weeks off. I worked a few hours a day, but it wasn't super intense. But I started making bread because we watched the British baking baking show. And I wanted Always a family had loaf. Bread week. So we have a seed loaf, we have a holiday loaf now, and a killer white bread that I yeah. started making. Which that's my Are rapper you name. Post these <laughs> that's my rapper white name. Bread. It's white bread. <laughs> you gonna post these Recognize. recipes in the show notes? No, I won't, because there's no such thing. Okay. There are no recipes. That's my answer. Is that they? You kind of have to get. You have to understand the the reasons why you make the bread, <laughs> why the bread does what it does. Then you go with it. So my favorite recipe right now is simply flour, salt, water, and yeast. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: I do it by weight. 800, 800 grams of flour makes a nice big loaf. Add about fifteen grams of yeast. About fifteen, fourteen grams of kosher salt. Tastes better. And then just do water until it feels right. <laughs> Mix it on up. Let it rise for about an hour. Form your bread, your loaf, okay? And then put it in for a tin. Proof. Put it in the tin and let it prove extra long. The reason you do that is it makes it light and fluffy, okay? But it also lets the yeast uh, kind of mature and add a lot more flavor to the bread. It gets really big and kind of rotund is the word I like <laughs> to use. <laughs> I can't and, sit here with a serious face. <laughs> I like my bread rotund. Just. <laughs> like, <laughs> I won't say I'm that. sorry, what? Uh, Excuse me? You, then you, after you let it prove extra long, here's what I've started doing recently is uh, don't pull it out. I put it in our oven to prove. Don't pull it out before you turn the <laughs> oven on. <laughs> Selena, you're, you need to mature. You need to grow up. Turn the turn the oven on while it's in there, okay, and let it heat up. What that does is that lets the air now that the that the yeast has made it 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 expands. It expands, Selena. You need to grow up. <laughs> oh my goodness! It expands and then eventually. I'm not the, the only heat, one. Let's just be honest here. Three fifty for sixty for about forty five to fifty five minutes. Okay, and There's then other people laughing right now. Okay, well enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Oh, good for you. If you're laughing in your car or wherever you are, I hope you're proud of yourself. Nobody makes me laugh quite like you're you do. You're on Selena's side, officially. <laughs> anyway, if you're just drooling really about bread right bread, now, though. you're on my side. It's really good bread. Yeah. I really enjoy eating it. Anyway, I hope that was clear. 
Selena's interrupting very I'm sorry. You can put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. So that was a little bit of a detour, but you know what? Sometimes you got to do that. Um, You're just fun. excited about bread and you can do that. Yeah. I will say the holiday loaf was really good. And that, yeah, I won't like cran- get into that recipe now, but cranberry, orange, walnut. Cranberry, orange, walnut, and it, it was really good. Oh, baby. I think it'll be better next year when I know my new rising techniques, though. Mm. It's a heavy dough. It's a heavy <laughs> it's dough. It's a heavy dough. <laughs> so are we going to move on to our discussion, or do you want to go back to some of the, the yeah. housekeeping stuff? You guys know housekeeping. Uh, if you want to support this this uh, this podcast. podcast, thank you. Go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. I might share the bread recipe there. Oh, hey yo. But, uh, again, it doesn't exist. <laughs> exists in your mind. Uh, if you have any questions, we answer a question about once a week on Thursdays. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. We're going to be answering a question this Thursday, if we get it out, uh, this Thursday on codependency and kind of uh, what that mm-hmm. means. And, and are you a codependent? <laughs> right? And that's what somebody asked. They asked, are we codependent? Uh, their friends have been telling them that. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then the final piece of housekeeping is if you've gotten anything out of this podcast and you want to show some love, we appreciate that. Go to iTunes or wherever your podcasting app. Leave a rating and a review. It means a ton. Thank you in advance. So our discussion has come from your love of loafing bread. <laughs> Is that right? No. Gotta love a good loaf. <laughs> Best loaf ever. No, it, it hasn't. That's not, that's not where it came from. But there was something that... So you like making bread. Your mom got you a how to make bread book mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's called flower lab we're not promoting it but it's a really good book it's right up my alley because it talks about the science and all that which is really it is and it kind of affirms what we're talking about today about seasons of marriage and so and not the seasons necessarily of marriage which i think those are big things to hit like if you're newlywed or nearlywed or you're a very seasoned uh marriage person (laughs) been married for a long time um we're kind of talking about like the seasons within the seasons uh, so if you're going through a hard time or if you're dealing with loss, uh, how to deal with trauma, those kinds of things are just... So anyways, let me just read this little intro in this bread book, The Flower Lab. It says, one of the greatest aspects of working with food is that if you listen to the ingredients, they will tell you how to use them. I don't mean this in some wacky, whimsical way, but in the most practical sense. If you pick up an apple and it's underripe, use its texture to your advantage. Slice it thinly and toss it in a salad. Hmm. Give an overripe apple over its over to its natural evolution and mash it into jam or bake it into a pie. And if it's perfectly ripe, just take a bite. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that ingredients should dictate the menu, not the cook preparing it. So It's profound. It's really profound in a lot of ways, but I, I like the thing that that he said about just letting the ingredients sort of determine mm. the menu. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how we can go about this business of of seasons in our marriage. Maybe right. we're, we're having a hard time like identifying what is a season. Are we in a certain season? Or is there anything that we're dealing with? And right. I, I guess I would say look around you or what are the ingredients and how are they how are they determining where you're at a little bit and looking at kind of the signs and things. Again, okay, I'm not trying to get weird here, right? I'm, I'm saying no. look at your marriage, take an inventory, be honest. Well, okay. Because we're not good, I think, at, at identifying... Right. Like, we see Instagram and we're like, man, my marriage should be like that. Well, maybe you're not on a vacation in the Bahamas right now. Maybe you are really just down in the dumps and having a hard time and you wow. need to understand that it's just a season, too, right? There's freedom yeah. in that. So that's – so you look like you want to say something. I, I'm thinking here because I had I had a rant. Allowed. I'll I had allow quite, that. I had quite a rant as we were discussing this. He's gotten more ranty in his old age. <laughs> I'm getting old and ranty. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, I was thinking through um, – 
kind of just culture as I like to do and, and what are, what's the water we're swimming in, right? Uh, capitalism, right, is a big kind of topic, obviously mm-hmm. today with the political whatever, whatnot, but our whole society is built on capitalism mm-hmm. for the most part. And because of that, we have an amazing number of amenities available, available to us. Like we can go to the grocery store and I can get pretty much anything that our family would need or want, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. I could decide, oh, I want to eat uh, wild-caught salmon, right? And I could go to the store and I could get wild-caught salmon. I don't have to go wild-catch the salmon. <laughs> I don't have to figure out how to get in a boat and figure out how to fish, how to find the fish and then gut the fish so we can eat the fish. That, that's just, that's a really nice amenity or a luxury of life that right. we have right now. right. Uh, kind of the downside of that is everything has gotten so commoditized and so mm. choice driven that we tend to think that we should have complete command over every aspect of our lives at any point in time, mm. right? And that's why I, when when I, we read this book, right? But it's by what's uh, Adam Leonetti? Did you say his name? Leonti. There you go. When I read his intro, I was just like, oh, that is so relieving to hear. Let the ingredients determine the menu. In other words, quit trying to control it. Quit trying to, to choose it. Just kind of fall in line with what's happening around you in some regards. And granted, we're not called to just be passive observers of life. Right, right. We're not called to be lazy. But, but if you're going through a hard season with children mm-hmm. and you're not able to sleep, maybe it's time to just do what gets you the most sleep. Right. That's one example. <laughs> right. Maybe if, if you're hungry, if your family's hungry and you don't have any food and the nearest the nearest uh, prey that you can have is a deer, then you're going to eat deer tonight. Right. <laughs> like. Eat what? You know what I mean? You're saying metaphorically and like... Metaphorically speaking, yes. yes. So, well, the sleep thing's very, very literal That's for us. very literal, We've had yes. to find ways that work. <laughs> yes. But... Yeah, no, I think that we... I think that we just try to... We see something that we want, and so we try to get it however we can. And right. So, I want to get past this thing, I get, so I can't figure it out. I don't know what what is happening. I just want to get through it, and so you start kind of... Just bulldozing your way through right. this hard time. Right. I want to be happy again. I just want to connect again. I just want to communicate again. I just want to have good sex again. Like, we right. just, we're not identifying, okay, maybe this is difficult. Mm. And this is this is something that God is, I don't want to be just throwing this out here, but maybe God in his loving, good graciousness is allowing us to walk through some of this stuff. Oh, for sure. It's not out yeah. of his control. It's not hitting him by surprise, but he's allowing some of these things to come into our marriage to help us to deal with that, to sanctify us, to bring us right. to our knees, to help us to to deepen our need for him, I think, and to deepen our under, our knowledge of him and, and our goes, experience. Go ahead. You're, exact, you're nailing it. It goes exactly back to that big topic, which we exist to know God. Right, right. So how is this season helping me know God? Right, right. That is the meal that I'm, like, that's the meal that I'm to prepare from right. these ingredients he's given and me. And I think, honestly, we spend too much time figuring out what we want and what we want to know rather than knowing God. I know mm. that I'm guilty of that. I feel like that's something that yeah. I'm super guilty of. And um, Of course, there's nuances, right? And yes. That, that's, that's not, we're not saying to just sit and wait and just stew in it. No. We're not saying to stagnate in it. We're saying to be content in Christ in it. Yes. And look to him. And yes, use your mind, use wisdom, get, you know, start making steps. But the point is not to, to halt forward progress. It's to progress in a way that's not so much fighting upstream. So good. But just going along, not going along with our own sin, anything like that, right. but going along with kind of 
rolling with the punches, as yeah. they say. Yeah. And how do no. we how do we get to know God even more? I mean, the first thing, obviously, that comes to mind is is spending time in the Word. And our um, we're doing classical conversations, and we are doing um, Genesis one for memorization mm. for verses one one through twenty seven. Uh, if you ever have never heard of Ross King or King's things, check him out on Spotify and anything he does, multiplication tables. But the coolest thing that he does, it's all the music, is that he does Bible verses in these huge chunks. So like our three and six-year-old and me, yay, know 27 <laughs> verses by heart and hand motions because of these songs. That, and it's good music. Like it is, you want to listen to it. Anyways, we're so we're learning that in the King James Version, which is super poetic and just awesome to sing and learn. Um, but verses, uh, Genesis 1, 1 through 14, 15 say, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Hmm. So here we're, we're watching God create order, right? He, he's dividing. Mm-hmm. He's putting signs. There's seasons. There's days and years. Right. This just confirms our knowledge and belief that God is, he's a God of order and that he has created seasons for a purpose, which is mm-hmm. ultimately for our good and for his glory. And so by seasons, like, again, we're not getting wacky here. We're not looking at signs. We're not like, oh, what is, what is, if, if this cloud yeah. floats this way, then this, right? That's not at all what we're talking about. We're saying, okay, our marriage feels, you know, kind of dry right now. I don't feel like we're connecting. Or for us, like we mm. we were trying to figure out what's the next season with Fierce Marriage. And, you know, we have little kids at home. It doesn't necessarily mean we can just go out and speak all the time. Like that we value home time right now and we value like educating and discipling them. So we, yeah. there's certain things that we just can't do in this season, but it's not forever. And we're not newly married, right? So there's different there's different things to consider right. right now for us. It's, it's a time of sowing. And so what does that mean for us? That means that certain things are good and we should continue walking in those and following those. And some things are just not right now. And that, and we have to be okay with that freedom yeah. that God's given us in those and saying, just saying, no, not right now. doesn't mean like, Oh, we're just going to sit here and be lacking. No, God's growing something else in us in those seasons, the season that we're in. And so when you, Say you're in a season of rebuilding, right? You, there's There's been a breach of trust. Um, maybe mm. you are thinking, man, this feels like such a waste of my time in my marriage. Like, I wish mm. that we didn't have to go through this. Or why couldn't he or she just be trustworthy and not have cheated or not have lied to me or these things? Well, again, if God's created seasons and signs for purposes, there's there's reasons why we might be walking through that. And I think the bigger question is like, God, how can I know you more in this season? How can I give you glory in this season? It sucks. It's dark. It's hard. I feel alone. God help me, like help me to see how I can bring you glory in these seasons. And so hopefully the idea of season is, is more defined. Like I I don't know if I should blow this out a little bit more. Well, I, what I hear you saying um, so you used our example of, okay, we have young kids. Obviously, we're kind of unique in the sense that, you know, you said we're not out speaking a lot, right? There's not a lot, there's not right, a lot of couples right, that right, would right. necessarily go and right. have to make that decision, right? They, maybe there's, there's a job, they're working, maybe that's, that looks like they're not going to certain places on, you know, they're right, not beholding right. certain opportunities. So there's big seasons like that. Right. 
big right? seasons of kids, young kids. There's yeah. other seasons of, of rebuilding, again, trust. Or and like those are big, long Post-trauma, seasons. yeah. There's seasons of, of change, like you have a new location, new job, new mm-hmm. community. Um, yep. There's seasons of loss. Maybe you're dealing with death or a miscarriage, right? Or yeah. a family member or a friend. And there's there's these seasons within the seasons of our marriage. And Explain I Explain that a little bit. So there's... So like if you're... Ex- in, experiencing a loss or maybe a betrayal or something like that. Right. So that's a big season, but we could also have just a season where, man, we're just in a funk. Our yeah. communication, we can't seem to, to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. Our intimate life maybe is not as good as, as it has been. Yeah. Right. When to, to be, we're always transparent, right? So we just had our third daughter. Intimate life has been different after her. Yeah. Right. It's not been the same and it's been, I, I wouldn't say it's not been good. I think it's been good. I think it's been good and we've grown and we've learned and you've been such such a gracious wife and I hope I've returned the graciousness to you. Just do but the dishes, man. Just I've kidding. been doing a lot of dishes. <laughs> you guys wonder why I make bread. Right? That's how I contribute to this family. Because I like bread. No, <laughs> um, but there's those smaller seasons yes. that it's it, we don't recognize that we're in them. And so a lot of times what a, what a couple will do is they'll mm-hmm. say, we can't connect. It's been it's been weeks since we've connected. I feel like our marriage is is falling away from right. us, or we've not had sex. In we we've even had couples say we've they've not had sex for months and years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would venture to say that that's if you see that the right way, that's a season that that obviously it's not healthy, right? Right. And so we want to get back to that. But how can that draw you closer to God? How right. can it draw you closer to loving more like He loves? Right. Again, not meaning to gloss over anyone's particular circumstance. I think there's always room for getting counseling Absolutely. in hard times. You don't just sit and endure it. You right. can get counseling. You can move forward, right. get good godly well, advice, I, yeah. mentorship Counselors, advice. They help, us, they help us see maybe mm-hmm. the bigger purpose within the season, right? They can help us yeah. see that, okay, maybe you're not connecting because of X, Y, and Z, or maybe mm. sex is hard because of X, Y, and Z. Like there's, mm. That's the importance, I think, of, of un- bringing somebody else into these, these seasons, yeah, no, that's good. I, I wanted to, I'm looking up a quote by G.K. Chesterton. I can't find it, but um, I wanted to look real quick at the types of seasons, right? Because not all seasons are created equal. We've talked about big seasons, smaller seasons, but also the seasons themselves, okay? So mm-hmm. think about a year, right? In the, in the If you're not- A calendar year. A calendar year. Gotcha. Think about the four seasons. Yeah. Uh, spring, summer, winter, or autumn, winter. <laughs> to think, what are they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so they each have kind of their own purpose, right? And right. God created the world to operate it, it with order. It's heliocentric, and, right? Yeah. We go around the sun. Yeah. We have we're spun we're on an axis, right? So there's an order to it and mm-hmm. how God Very created delicate to and have intentional seasons. Yeah. yeah. What it gets me about this is the you know, our the Bible and all of our faith comes from the Middle East, which probably didn't get the same seasons. <laughs> like if you're sure. in the US, we get way more seasons than, right. than they probably buried. got in the in the Middle East. And so think about like spring, it's a time for, for growth, an explosion of new life. Mm-hmm. Summer is a time for uh, preparing for the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like a celebration, almost like an enjoyment of the rest of the year. Then you have, you have fall where you have, you're actually harvesting, winter, or autumn, if you want to be sophisticated about it, <laughs> where you're actually, and you're celebrating the harvest and you're doing, doing the work. Summer is also a time of work mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have winter where it's more of a time of hunkering down, right? Mm-hmm. Everything kind of goes into hibernation and sleep. And so think about how those different seasons could be analogous to life, right? Right. There's winter seasons where it feels like we're just 
We're barely getting by. Yeah. Like food is scarce. It's hard to keep the home warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're burning a lot of firewood, keeping the home warm. Right. And then what happens in the spring? Like that dormant life right. that you've you've survived with right. springs into into life. Right. right. So it's I think it's really interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of I think metaphor and analogy behind all of it. And how the rhythms of life are glorifying to God. Absolutely. Even. So He didn't have to create these seasons in this way. Right. He didn't have to. Also, every day is a new day. What happens when you go to sleep, mm. right? You, it's like almost like a reset button for mm-hmm. your for your heart and your mind as your mind gets tired. So good. You didn't have to make the sun set every day. You didn't have to make humans with a 24-hour, like, we we sleep for eight hours, we were awake for 16. Right. <laughs> I know right? they have Some of they... that's ad- adaptive. I know there's a lot of, you know, anthropological reasons, but... <laughs> cultural reasons but still right right no we could have just been awake for 36 hours and slept for two hours or something like that you know there's just that would be rad (laughs) well that would be worse for us though because we wouldn't learn to rest in the lord right right i'm just thinking well what (laughs) if god God created us to do that you know (laughs) of course so so identifying you know kind of the seasons you're in just just kind of how do we do that i think that's kind of one of the questions that would come to mind when you're like, okay, I hear what you're saying about seasons. How do I, how do I know what season I'm in? I mean, maybe you do know, maybe you're like, I know exactly what season we're in, but maybe you're kind of like, well, I feel like things are good and Mm. we don't really argue a whole lot. So I guess my challenge would be to, for you to just kind of find out those tension points. Where, where are you, Mm. what are you arguing most about? Or what are you most kind of apathetic about or saying like, oh, things are good. Like, that's fine. Because I feel like that's where my blind spots tend to be is where I'm like, oh, yeah, communication's fine or, you know, sex is good. Didn't we just do it like day or two ago or whatever? And you're like, it's been like a week or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's like you, yeah. w- we need to kind of talk to each other about this to try to get kind of this temperature on on, on where we're at. And um, knowing, I think, and we've said this a lot, but why do we need to know the season we're in? Uh, there's, there's, there's wisdom in knowing mm. what season we're in, I think. You know, we always say Psalm ninety twelve. Teach me a number of my days, so that I may gain a heart of wisdom. But when we know that we are in a time of springtime, right? Like right. we know that things are kind of good. We're just enjoying and we're celebrating, and it just—I think that that's a grace of God. That's a gift of God to be connecting, to be laughing together, to being on that same page. Do we know that it's going to be like that always? Mm. Yeah, no, we know it's not going to be like that always. Mm. But we can. We don't have to let that knowledge take away from the moment that we're in and the season that we're in. Enjoy those seasons. Mm. Remember those seasons. Write those seasons down and praise God for those seasons. But also, yeah. like, know that when you're in the midst of a storm, it's a moment. It's a quote unquote season. This storm, right? There's not just. It's not just storms forever and ever and ever. Yeah, everything that we're saying comes back. It's about perspective and patience, I think, mm-hmm. because so much of the early church, even I'm reading a book right now called The Patient Ferment of the Early Church. It's, mm. it's um, by Alan Kreider, I think. It's all about, you know, how the how did the early church um, come to life in the middle of the Roman Empire with mm. everything that was happening there and Jewish culture and Greek culture and all these different things. And patience is a refrain of the early church. Patience, mm. patience. Not a lot of evangelism, but patience. Yeah. Let let what is there happen the way it's supposed to happen. Let the Holy Spirit work. And so patience and perseverance and perspective. So meaning like yeah, we're have, we're in a storm, mm-hmm. right? But who is in the boat? Who's in the bow of the right. ship? Jesus. This, our savior. Yes. Jesus is in yes. the bow of the ship and he has this and we trust him. And what happens when we wake him up and we start shouting and we panic <laughs> like the like the disciples did? He says, "Oh, you've little faith." Yeah. 
did you forget like who I am? Did you forget that I am here, mm-hmm. that I'm with you, that I am not, like, a, not going create, to abandon you, yeah. that I command this storm? Yeah. And would it, being that I can command it to be quiet, did it occur to you that maybe I commanded it to not be quiet for this moment? Mm. Could that be? that that storm has serves a purpose, hmm. right? In this case, the narrative of the Bible, we can learn from it, right? right. right. But so those seasons are, uh, yeah, all, I don't know. They all yeah. have a purpose. And I Patience, think that- Patience, purpose, perspective, yeah. Yes, yes. And that's, uh, you know, oftentimes maybe we're looking for the next answer, the next solution, and it might just be being patient. Hmm. It might be saying, okay, wisdom says, I just need to be patient right now. Wisdom says, I need to, to be in God's word right now, no matter how I feel or how I want to respond, I need to just- I need to be patient. Maybe mm. my spouse is, is, we're feeling cold right now. Like he, he or she is out there <laughs> yeah. and I just need to pray for them and I need to be patient. And there's freedom in that, right? There's freedom in knowing yeah. that, that God is at work in their heart. Even if we don't see that there's freedom in knowing, I mean, I think somebody would be like, well, we're rebuilding trust in our marriage. How can I have freedom in that? Right? Like, well, what is, what is love according to first Corinthians 13? Right. What's the first thing that Paul says love is? Patient. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny how patience precedes kindness in that case, right? <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. Okay. So what do I do? I'm patient and I'm still kind. Yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, and I'm not holding it against them. I'm not, I'm still hoping for all things. Like love right. hopes all things, bears all things. Right. Right. Hoping for the best. So, and, and expecting it to come around, like expecting the spring to come. Right. Hoping spring will come. Right. Holding out for that. Not because... Not because you're going to make it through, but because God is faithful, right? And you know what? Even if spring never comes, right? Because there are couples who never see that that new in season. Their marriage, yeah. They can still be satisfied in Christ. You can still have everything you need. Mm. We talk, we joked about this verse, but it's so true. Man does not live on bread alone, but every mm. word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right. So that was Jesus's response to the tempter. Yeah. When he said, "I don't, I, I don't need. I, I all I need are the words of my Father." And every and he was starving in the desert. He was being tempted with every worldly kind of fleshly, game, fleshly yeah. thing that he could he could want. And still, he said, "Man does not live on bread alone." So, in the middle of our temptation to quit, to give mm. up, to 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 say uncle mm-hmm. to these things, we're saying that patience, perseverance, perspective. Because when we see that these seasons are all a means to a greater end of of letting us know God. Now we ha- now we can actually move forward. Now we can say, I'm actually standing for something. I'm not just trying to survive, but I'm actually yeah. standing on faith because God has given me his word to stand on. So good. Right? And so, so that, good. I think so much of seasons is identifying you're in them and then realizing that there's a bigger narrative happening. Right. right? Absolutely. Because it gives you freedom and assurance to... to go through the seasons. I don't have to deny that they're happening. I don't have to ignore them. I don't have to, you know, mm. post something that acts like I'm not going through them. Not that you need to, you know, not social media is just not the platform to air out everything. <laughs> Let's yeah. just, that's a whole nother episode or season of episodes, but um, <laughs> season of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that we can have freedom to say, this is where we're at. And we can say that to our community, right? That's what a body of believers should be for in some ways is, is like, if Ryan and I are having a hard time, we can have that freedom to say, we're having a hard time right now. We're having a hard time with A, B, and C. Can you help us? Can you pray for us? Is there a way, is there something that we're missing here? You know, how can we, maybe we're, our expectations are wrong, you know, because we're, we're thinking we're in a different season than we're in. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I just would say, like, 
why should we know what season we're in? What is the purpose of knowing that we're going through a hard time or, hey, we're, we're celebrating, we're in the harvest time? Because in those times, there's just different expectations. There's different things to uh, glean, I think, from those seasons. Like when things are good, like, and when I say good, I'm saying we are healthy. We have healthy children. We have a home, a roof over our head. We have heat in our house. We have food in our fridge. Like that is a richly blessed life right there. There are many people that mm. do not have that, even in our country, thankful. down yeah. our street. And that that gives my heart just... I would argue the majority don't have that. Yeah. They don't have a healthy marriage. They don't have healthy, you know, they don't feel like, God, by God's grace, our children will will love him. Like we're praying that they get to right. know Right, but I'm just Jesus, saying like but... we're not we're not in a hospital next to our child. Right, right. And, yes. and I that makes me so grateful, like to tears grateful. And do I pray for the people that I see whose children are fighting for their lives? Mm. Absolutely. Because they're in a different season and they need my prayers and support. They need yeah. what you want to No, say. that's so good. I We follow an account, Lindsay Letters, I think, .co on Instagram. Yeah. They're great people. I'm incredible sure people art. have heard of them. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about them in the past. It's um, Lindsay and Dugan Sherbondi, I think is how you say the name. And they had their daughter. Yeah. Was It was in October, I think. And she was a freak accident. She was riding, you know, on a golf cart, fell out, hit her head on a rock, and is brain damaged. Mm-hmm. And so... And they're working through that. So that season, is a dark season yeah. for them. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm, I've been following Dugan closely because I'm just like... For months, In, yeah. in tears, weeping. Yeah. I've, I was up hours at night crying over this. I don't know what happened. I was just so like filled with empathy for this family because mm-hmm. their daughter reminded me of our oldest. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine going through that. And what did what did they do is that they they said, this is the season that we have. These are the ingredients. Mm. How is this going to help me know God and mm. trust God more? Mm-hmm. And their faith has been so steadfast. I am baffled. Mm-hmm. I am baffled. Granted, yes, they've had excruciating pain. Yeah, there's been moments. I mean, we're seeing Instagram stories, which we all know how those get written. Mm-hmm. But they've also been transparent. And you know, every, just be a human. And you know that there are in-between moments of hospitals, nurses changing staff, all the yeah. things that you have to deal with in between that are not online, right? That you don't see. Yeah. And their faith has been steadfast and, and refined and built and... Mm. They've been so gracious to share their story. And that's, I mean, there's there's another story that, you know, I've been following where the outcome wasn't so great with the baby, you know, and they mm-hmm. ha- and that it's like, wow, God, you are still good. And she's recognizing that. And I could not imagine it's the same age as our baby, you know, and, and there's things that mm-hmm. that God is doing in and through his people in different seasons. And I think that yeah. for us to recognize the season we're in, but the season that other people are in as well. Another example is Tina Conkin. We just interviewed her. Mm-hmm. The interview will be live at some point in the future. But she has a book out. It's <laughs> called How God Used the Other Woman. Yeah. And so her husband had an affair. Mm-hmm. And she With her best and she friend. says this in an interview. Yeah. She, she says this on our interview that it it was the catalyst for her, like it, for changing her entire life in a yeah. very positive way. That her marriage after that affair was beyond her imagination how good it was. Right. 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 So what is that other than seeing the season for what it is? Right. Obviously going to going to God, saying, God, help me, which I, there was a two year period of mourning and rebuilding mm. trust. Mm-hmm. All right. Two years feels short when you say it like that. But when you're in mm. two years, it's forever. It's a long time. It is forever when you're dealing with a hardship for two years. Right. And so here she endured. She, st- she stuck with that, went with the season. Mm-hmm. And what happened is the season turned mm-hmm. and God was glorified. That doesn't always happen. God gets glorified in every way. But and the seasons don't always turn how we hope they will. Right, right. 
I mean, but we can still respond. You know, God's yeah. God shows us how we can respond. Hmm. You know, because how uh, there's ways that we should respond. There's ways that we respond and probably shouldn't respond, right? We but because we have freedom in Christ to respond with thankfulness, with joy, we can have a peace, hmm. um, knowing a peace that comes from Jesus, knowing because we're in that season that God is at work in us. We can have peace no matter the season. And we're, our church is in Philippians right now. And we're talking about how we're just talking. It, it, what I walked away with from Sunday was that obviously none of us are above getting, um, going through pain and trials and hurt right. and sin. We're all flesh. Right. We're all humans. It's our response because of who, who is in us and who we're centered around. It's our response to those things mm. that allows God to be glorified and it allows us to be sanctified and for us to also enjoy the good things of God as mm. well. Um, so that, you know, yeah. that being said is, you know, we can, we can be consumed by the things of God. We can respond with joy, excuse me, and gratefulness because of the work that he's doing in us in yeah. those hard seasons. And even in the good seasons, he is still at work. He's still yeah. at work. Uh, um, you have Colossians 3 in here. I want to read it. It says, set your minds on things above. Seek the things that are above. Put to death earthly things in you. Colossians 3, 5. Mm-hmm. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. That's So Jesus came. You talked about peace. Jesus said, um, John 14, 20, 27, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. What? Not as the world gives, give mm-hmm. I unto you. It's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we see Paul here saying, put to death, therefore, what is earthly Sorry, in you? So I just want to start. If it's otherworldly, it means it's not based on something. Our peace is not found on something in this world. Our peace is found on something, it on comes, someone. And it, and it originates outside of us. Outside of us. O- outside of this world. It right. comes from Christ A himself, the God of the place. universe. Yeah. And... So we're putting to death what's earthly in us. We're taking on ourselves mm. the, the peace of Christ that is otherworldly, that is mm. from outside of this world. Mm-hmm. It's not of this world mm-hmm. because we're not of this world right. if we're in him. Right. And so that in itself, that truth in itself, it sounds like a pat answer when you're going through pain. So right. if someone's going through pain in a painful season and you know somebody, don't just go throw the Bible verse at Mm-mm. them. Like just sit with them. Just mourn with yep. them, cry, be with them, bring them dinner, yeah, hold their hand, you know, give them a hug, uh, just be a loving neighbor, a loving friend, right. and have patience because the have moments patience. will come when when they are going to need God's word. They're going to need be, actual guidance, yes, like, or steps forward. I won't say actual guidance, steps yeah. forward. I think it's recognizing the versus, seasons again, yeah. right? Like this is yeah. okay. Traumas happened. It's not a time to throw the Bible. It's a time to just it's triage. Embrace. Stop the bleeding. Yep, just stop the bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, Colossians three twelve through seventeen. So I've been going through Colossians with some of the ladies in our in our um, community group, and it's been mind blowing. Still, <laughs> we just have been reading the whole book of Colossians every week or so. Um, and verses twelve through seventeen, I think, help us to know how to respond to different seasons. Hmm. Not to we don't respond differently. We can respond the same. We may feel things differently. We might deal with different emotions in different seasons, but our response can still be the same because of the work. And God is getting us to those points of being able to respond how he would want us to respond because we're not there yet, right? We're still, we still have these fleshly emotions and anger and outbursts and frustrations. I'm just talking about myself. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Colossians three twelve through 17, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord 
has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all Mm -hmm. wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And this is saying this all the time, not just in whatever season we're in, we we can put on as God's holy and beloved people compassionate hearts. We can be kind uh, in the midst of trials. That's an adorning. It's a... It's wearing something that's otherwise on the shelf. It's mm. taking it off the shelf and choosing it, choosing compassion, right? And sometimes choosing kindness. Those seasons require us to do that. Yes, it, to consciously choose it, right? And then verse fifteen: let let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. What is what? Who rules other than a king, right? So let it rule as a king. Yeah. Well, let the peace of the king rule in your hearts. And we subject ourselves right. to to its governance, yeah. right? Yeah. Not the worldly go- governance and circumstance and who are, what our friends are chirping off in our ears or our mm. brothers and sisters-in-law or mothers-in-law, or mm-hmm. fathers-in-law or mothers and fathers. <laughs> what, whoever's chirping this stuff, that's not going to rule in my heart. Mm. The peace of Christ. I'm letting the peace of Christ rule in my heart. And then uh, what does it say? It says, then, secondly, let the word of God dwell right. in you richly. Let it live. And then how does that work? Teaching and admonishing one another. So that's the picture of a local church. Right. right. In all wisdom, in community, singing right. psalms, singing hymns and spiritual songs. With who? Together. Hmm. Like by yourself, sure. But together. Something about this corporate is a letter to a church. Absolutely. Uh, and with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So, I mean, there's just so much to be said for recognizing. We've, we're summarizing a little bit now, but knowing that's what good. a season is. Yeah. Recognizing mm-hmm. when you're in the season. Knowing how to respond because of Christ, because of, Christ because of the word seasons. of God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so that being said, you know, when your spouse is not, uh, you guys are feeling disconnected, we can still love each other actively, right? Because mm. of what we believe love to be and how it's defined in God's word. I want to, I want to take a moment, interrupt you here. Okay. The, the actions of love are, are not contingent upon the affection of love. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's one of the big things that we forget in our flesh. I think if anybody who's been to church knows that love is an action, but we're here to remind you when it's hard, when your marriage feels hard, these seasons are difficult. That is the time better than any other to display and depend on the actions of love more than you display or more than you depend on the affections of love. So yeah. Yeah. I and I jump in and say that. Thank you. Cause that's, I think that's what I'm saying and I'm hearing, but I'm not saying <laughs> Okay. That makes it's sense. Okay. I think it's good that you brought that to light more. So um, kind of just briefly about how, you know, I think we've kind of talked about how we can, if we're going through the hard season, we're recognizing it's a hard season. How can we um, Maybe endure well? Endure well, yeah. And I think. Or even get through to the well, other side. Well, Colossians speaks to it. Like, like let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Be in God's word. Be in the word. Even if you don't feel like it, even if it's not, doesn't feel like it's doing anything, be in it. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> well, that's what it means by letting it dwell in you. Right. You're still, you're still letting you're, it live and there. And it's, li- it's living and active, yeah. right? And so we're putting yeah. that in there. Worship God. Sing songs. Ha- be grateful. <laughs> and bring others. I think 
exposing yourself to your community as well is and mm-hmm. telling them where you're at and not just lying to them basically not lying that's a very harsh word but be honest and transparent in a healthy way because again this is the function of community this is how god works mm-hmm. uh and we are the hands and feet of god of jesus right and we're we're loving each other through this so that's good. So uh, this goes back down to our beliefs. I just want to make a quick mention here. This is we always talk about love and covenant, right? And the biblical definitions of both. Yeah. This is why they're so important because when when you submit yourself to God's definition of covenant, and you take that and say, "This is what our marriage is." Yeah. It's not just something that we decided to do. Right. And I'm not talking shotgun weddings. I'm talking about yeah, or like a Vegas wedding. I'm talking about people who get married in in, in the Christian church and they don't yeah. realize what covenant what covenant is. Yeah. And we're saying that covenant is a reflection of God's covenantal character mm-hmm. and his covenants that he made with with his people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not something that just dissolves lightly. It never right. really dissolves. Right. And so when we are committed to his definition of covenant, then we say, okay, we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want a need to reconcile whenever there's a hard thing. Okay. Now, how do I do that? Now we have his definition of love. Right. It's selfless. It's right. patient. It's kind. It's actions oriented. Yep. Not emotions based. Yep. And so I think the things of God are not based on seasons. Like God is outside of the seasons. Mm, And so they're always timely because they're always timeless. Absolutely. So I think the conversation challenge here would be what season is your, is your marriage in? What season are you guys in? Maybe you know exactly again, like we said at the beginning, you know it exactly where you're at. Maybe it's going to take some time and prayer and Mm. time in the word time with God. Um, and friends and godly friends to kind of sort through where you're at. Maybe you're feeling something and you, you, there's, you're getting some sense of just disconnection. There's fighting. There's just this this lack. And so mm. you're trying to figure out, okay, are we just in a season of dealing with a few things? Or are there bigger uh, problems and roots yeah. that are things that are blooming that shouldn't be blooming? It may so. be a helpful exercise to um, to think through the seasons in terms of uh, you know summer, yeah. fall, winter, yeah. spring. Yeah. If you can't think of, oh, I'm in this season X, Y, and Z, you just say, ah, it feels like winter right now. <laughs> yeah. Or it feels like summer. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. Or whatever and that And share is. that with other people and get, yeah, get in community with that. Okay. Selena's going to go take care of the baby, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to close this out. So let me pray for us. And then, um, yeah, maybe you come back and say, stay fierce. All right. So come back. <laughs> we have a babysitter. Anyway, God, thank you so much for this time with our um, listeners. I pray that you would help them to understand maybe the purpose of seasons um, and and what you're trying to do through seasons of of marriage and through seasons of life. God, I pray that you'd help them identify those seasons. God, I pray that you'd help them seek you and understand that every season is meant to glorify you and to to, to bring them closer to you, to increase their knowledge of you and your character. And I pray that you would just um, comfort them in that. Holy Spirit, comfort the couples wherever they're at. Father, I thank you for the the marriages that are thriving and strong. I thank you that you are um, helping them um, every step of the way to endure whatever is coming their way. So, Lord, again, be glorified in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. All right. We will see you in about seven days. And until next time... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.